welcome, beautiful people. My name is Sarah and I quit it. Thank you for joining me. If this is your first time here, this is the podcast where I document and catalog all of the things that I have quit over the span of my life. And there are many. Last week, we started off talking about my uh, trying to quit drinking and the quitting of the quitting that usually happens. But I am happy to report that as of recording this, I am nine days away, nine days away of hitting my goal of one month booze free. Yeah. For all of those that reached out to me during the week on Instagram and on Twitter, sharing your stories, both of quitting alcohol or trying to quit alcohol or sharing recipes with me for drinks that contain a hell of a lot less sugar that I should be trying as my tasty replacement beverages or sharing with me other things that you've quit. I really appreciate it. And it's great to hear from people who are listening because I didn't know anyone was going to listen. And that's pretty amazing. So if you do have anything that you'd like to share with me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at quit shit podcast. All right, this is a special week and I want to dedicate this episode to all of those would-be, should-be, ought-to-be graduates out there, Aussies who are long for the ride, just bear with me. You know, other parts of the world, they're weird, their school year runs the wrong way. Just kidding, guys. I understand it's all about summer vacation, blah, 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 whatever. The point is, you're wrong, we're right. Okay. Those of you that should be graduating, I just want to try and cheer you up a little bit and maybe this will put a smile on your face to learn that I quit high school not once but twice. So that's what I'm going to talk about this week. Now before you start freaking out thinking that I'm grossly underqualified for my job and that I must have lied on my applications, I did go to uni, I went twice and I did graduate twice. So, you know, crisis averted, you don't have to report me to my boss but I really did never actually graduate high school. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through the timeline of my high school life and how I quit it twice or when and why I quit it twice. And then talk about some of the factors that contributed to my views of education and why I guess I just didn't really see it as that big of a deal to stop and start and then stop again. You may remember from the last episode me talking about growing up in a super Christian home and this extended to my education life as well. Uh, Surprisingly enough and for reasons unbeknownst to me, there was an extremely, um, what would you say, right wing evangelical school in my rural country Queensland area, which doesn't really make much sense, but hey, it existed. It only had about 36 kids, but we were all crammed in. Well, we weren't really crammed in because there was only 36 of us and it was in a massive hall, but we were in a school where school didn't happen the way that you think of school. You think of classrooms and year levels and a teacher for each classroom and the teachers teaching everyone all together and you sit in circles and you share things and that just didn't happen for us. The way this school was structured was there were um, little cubicles And once you knew how to read, you were basically on your own. So year one and year two, they had a teacher that worked with them pretty heavily working on all those reading skills. Once you could read, you were now teaching yourself from booklets and you would just kind of make your way through each book. You had to pass each test at the end of the book with 85% proficiency to move on to the next book. 
This obviously was not a normal structure. Personally, I don't have much against this structure. It actually worked really well for me. I was the type of kid that thrived on crossing off my goals. Okay. So you like set a goal at the beginning of every day. I'm going to do six pages of math. I'm going to do three pages of science. I'm going to do 10 pages of English, whatever it was. And when you were finished, you'd cross it off. So being the kind of kid that liked seeing those things get crossed off, I was really motivated to work and you didn't have to slow down. You didn't have to stay in your grade level. You just kept working through at whatever pace it was. Grand, wonderful. It was working out really well for me. Not so much for some of the other kids, but it worked well for me. I did have a kid sitting next to me who for the entire year that we were in year six, he sang Gangster's Paradise every single day, every day. The only reason I know the words to that song, because you know that my mum did not let me listen to Gangster's Paradise as a child, yet I know almost every word to that song, thanks to David Muller. So David Muller, if this ever finds your ears, you, year six, Gangster's Paradise, that is a concrete memory in my mind. Now, I came to realize as I got older through, you know, extracurricular activities were involved in like swimming and there was some church related things with kids that went to different schools, normal schools. I came to realize that where I was was a bit weird and a bit odd. And I, you know, watching TV, watching movies, talking to these other kids, it was like, I want to go to a normal school. I want to be in a classroom. I want to have that experience. So I was asking my mum, in my mind, in my memory, I was begging my mum. I don't know if mum would agree I was begging, but I was pretty insistent on wanting to go to a normal school. And I think the final kind of persuasive piece of information I used to to get her to to let me out, (laughs) sounds like I was in prison, We kind of were. Oh my gosh, if anyone from MCA is listening to this right now, you should absolutely message me after this and tell me your favorite memory from MCA. All right. I said to her, I was talking to her about how if I went to this weird school, how was that going to look when I applied to uni? You know, I should really go to a normal school so that if I want to go to uni, it'll be a lot easier, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so at the beginning of high school, year eight at that time in Australia, mum agreed that I could go to the Catholic school in town. This was a little victory. I was going to get away from the school that I was in. It was much more of a normal school setup. And I mean, it was Catholic, it was fine. Now, the problem was when I got there is I had never been around this many kids in one place at one time, I think in my entire life. And I became almost instantly overwhelmed with distractions, distractions from other kids, distractions from um, people who became my friends and all the drama that was happening in eighth grade. If anyone can remember eighth grade, so much drama. So there was all the drama happening with my friends and who liked who and who kissed who and who shouldn't have kissed who because so-and-so is supposed to be with such and all this stuff bleeds over into the classroom. And I was way more interested in that than I was in whatever Mr. Devlin was saying about math. It wasn't really a matter of, I think, my grades dropping, although I'm sure they did. It was really this dramatic shift in socialization for me. And that distraction then led to behavioral issues. I mean, not huge things. It wasn't like I was a kid who was going to like throw a chair across the table or something, but I would back chat teachers. I would be way more interested in passing notes to my friends than I was in anything that was going on. I think my favorite class at the time was French 
um, with Miss Lemaire because it was different. I think everything else, I was just kind of bored. I'd worked so far ahead in my previous school when it was self-pacing and I didn't really find regular school all that challenging and French was interesting because French was different I'd never done a language before although as you find out in future episodes if you stay listening I never stuck with a language either but the distractions there were overwhelming so after that first year at that school my mum decided it would be a good idea to see if she could send me to another school away from those kids where there might be less distractions Didn't really work out exactly as she planned because now at this other school, there was a whole new group of kids to be distracted by. And of course, social dramas and social relationships and all that fun stuff, they follow you everywhere. Can't say that I was that much better at the second school. I think age did help a little bit, starting to mellow out a bit. But what really helped I think in that year was when my sister came home from school one day with a pamphlet for EF high school exchange. And she asked mum if she could be an exchange student. And seeing as my sister had just pulled out of going to boarding school, mum was a bit hesitant. She's like, "Mm, you don't want to commit to a boarding school that's, you know, four hours away. How are you going to cope if you're on the other side of the world for a year? So she said, no, I don't think that's really right for you. So I decided to fish the pamphlet out of the bin and I went and asked mum, can I go on exchange? And it wasn't as though it was an instantaneous yes, but I could see that she was thinking about it. And it became this negotiation where it was like, okay, you're going to have to get your act together. You've got to be good for, you know, the next year of school because I wouldn't be able to go until I was in year 11 anyway. And I was, this is kind of towards the end of grade nine. So I'd have to really you know, get my shit together in grade 10 behavior wise. And she'd have to send me to the local public school because exchange costs money and you can't go to a private school and do exchange at the same time. And to me, this was just heaven. I'd always wanted to go to a public school. A public school was the epitome of normal school in my mind. So I was like, yes, yes, yes. I'll go to public school. I'll be really good. I promise. Just let me go on exchange. And I don't think I was ever perfect at public school even, but I was definitely much better. I was better about doing my schoolwork. My grades went up. I, you know, didn't get into a mass amount of trouble. And so I got to go on exchange. The deal was I was going to go and do year 11 in Canada. And then my credits for Canada were going to transfer back to Australia. And I would slide into grade 12 with all my friends and finish school. That is not what ended up happening. I did go to Canada. It was a wonderful experience. It was a transformative experience. It really changed my relationship with my mom. It had been very contentious up until that point. We'd been fighting a lot. Um, Typical teenage stuff, but also just, oh, I don't know, lots and lots of family drama. And so being away and having that distance and being able to miss each other and, you know, only getting to talk to each other once a week, it it really gave us the space to start a new type of relationship. So it was wonderful for my relationship with my mum. I met the most amazing, wonderful people. My host parents and their family were fabulous and incredibly patient with me and took me to a lot of different things. I learned what life in Saskatchewan, Canada was like. If you didn't know, there's a place called Moose Jaw. It's amazing. You should all go. Absolutely love it. People always find it really funny. If I meet Canadians, I'm like, oh, where in Canada are you from? And they're like, oh, Toronto, Vancouver. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in Canada once. 
They're like, oh, where'd you live? And I said, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And no one can ever believe that that's where I lived. But I did. Didn't get to pick it, but I would not change it for anything in the world. So went to Canada, did my year of exchange. Absolutely loved it. Came back to Australia. And no, you're not going to go into grade 12. We are not going to recognize that whole year that you just spent at school in Canada, which is a Commonwealth country, for goodness sake, like how different can our education systems be? But we're not going to count that. You're going to have to go and do year 11 again. You will not be finishing school at the same time as your friends. So I said, fuck it. I'm like, I'm not going to go to school. That's it. I'm going to find something else to do. I just will find an alternative route in life. I am not going to finish high school. So the next couple of years were spent a few different ways and there'll be more information on on some of these later on. But the first year I went to Bible college. I went to a Pentecostal Bible college in Brisbane and there will be an episode on how I quit that too. But I went to, uh, I went there for a year After a year there, I decided it was time for me to go back to Canada. I went on a a work visa to Canada, met up with my old friends, met more wonderful, beautiful friends, um, very formative experience in my life and ended up back in Australia a year later because the Canadian government only gave me a year visa at that point. Now Australians get two years. Oh, how life could have been so different if I'd been in Canada for two years. But anyway, beside the point, came back to Australia and was really still pretty lost, I would say. I just wasn't sure where I was supposed to go or where I was supposed to fit or what I was going to do with my life. And so I felt like this was a good time for me to try going back to high school. Maybe it would work this time. Maybe I would finish high school and then go to uni and figure out what to do with my life. But what I didn't really factor in was how different life is for a 19-year-old as opposed to a 17-year-old in grade 12. And so I went back to school. I went back to the Catholic high school I had tried to go to in year eight, or I had gone to in year eight. I didn't try to go. I went, just didn't last very long. Uh, So I went back to high school and it just didn't really fit. I mean, I was two years older than most of the other kids. In hindsight, I should have just, you know, gone to TAFE or done some kind of like bridging program. But I don't know why in my mind I was like, no, I'll just go. It'll just be a year. I'll just do regular high school and be done with it. Take my exams and apply to uni. But it just didn't take long for me to be very distracted by everything else going on in my life. All of my friends were 19, 20 years old. I was living in a share house with two other girls and I was way more interested in my social life with them than I was doing anything school related. I would say it probably only took like two months, maybe three from when I started to when I quit again. Now, as I said at the beginning, I've been doing a lot of thinking about why it was so easy for me to quit high school. And the two main factors I think are family and community. Both my family and community, I would describe as working class. In that community, work ethic is incredibly important. Being respectful is incredibly important. But hitting these notches of educational achievement just aren't that big of a deal. Take, for example, my family. If I just look at like my mum and her five kids, of which I'm the youngest, um, Now, this is a little bit of a complicated picture. Yes, there are more siblings on my dad's side, multiple marriages, blended family, blah, 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 long story. 
five kids. I'm the youngest of those five. Only one of us graduated from high school. Okay. And that wasn't a big deal. It wasn't as if these were contentious decisions that invoked a lot of anger in the family. It didn't result in massive arguments or falling outs, or at least not from my experience or from my recollection. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, what are you going to do instead? And as long as you had a valid backup plan, most of the time involving a job, then it was fine. It wasn't a big deal. It was like, okay, well, if you're not going to finish high school, what are you going to do? How are you going to look after yourself? And that was just it. So yeah, I never felt that pressure. I I watch so many kids who are pressured from when they are very, very young to be like, you will do medicine, you will do law, you will do engineering, you will do business, you will do all these things, you'll go to these schools, you'll go to these colleges. And it costs, I mean, the amount of money that it costs a lot of the time. I don't want to say a lot of the time, I don't want to make sweeping generalizations, but there are kids out there who are being forced into these structures and systems when all they want to do is, you know, become a mechanic and that's never going to be an option for them. And that kind of leads into the community side as well. It wasn't just my family that didn't see education as the be all and end all. Like it was important. Don't get me wrong. Like I think if I would have ever tried to finish school or quit school before grade 10, I think that would have been a big issue. Like there was kind of this, you need to reach a certain base and then you need to have something to go to. But in my community, it was it was kind of the same. It's like having a trade is completely valid. Going straight into the workforce is completely valid. I only remember two kids actively talking about uni when I was in grade nine. And they were both talking about becoming doctors and they both did become doctors and it's awesome for them. But I don't really remember having any other conversations with kids about whether they were going to go to uni or not, what they were going to study. It just wasn't part of the regular dialogue. And I think now that I spend a lot of time with people from, you know, countries all around the world, but heavily Uh, an American influence, it's really kind of scary to see how this big business college monster has just engulfed the the entire system. Everything that's done in high school now is about preparing kids for college and colleges expect students to have certain skills and to be a certain way and to do a certain thing. And so now everything's about that. Kids are stressing out as young as, you know, year eight about what subjects they're going to do and when they get into grade nine, what their GPA is going to be and, you know, how they're going to diversify themselves to make themselves appeal to these big schools and how are you going to, oh, it's just so much. And then the cost, I mean, the cost of it is. Anyway, this isn't about that. So the point is education wasn't sold to me as if it's something I have to do in order to be successful in life. It's definitely a part of being successful and it's an option to being successful, but it is not the only option. And education comes in many shapes and forms. It doesn't have to be you finish high school, then you go to college or university, and then you go to grad school, and then you have your perfect job and you're 3.5 kids or And what is it? 1.6 kids now. I don't know. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the fact that I had a different upbringing and a different view on the world and how the world should work. 
So I don't know if any of you are wondering how I got into uni if I never actually finished high school. So I'll leave you with that little piece of information as we end today. When I was 20, I was working in an Irish bar and this particular day, can't remember what day it was, nothing super special about it, but I just remember cleaning out the ashtrays and thinking to myself that I don't want to do this forever. I I think I want to try and see what else I I could do. So on my way home that day, I stopped at a newsagent's. For those of you that don't know what a newsagent's is, it's a little store that like sells like newspapers and cards and all sorts of random things, um, drinks, lotto tickets, whatever. And they always have this, um, I think it's QTAX like brochure, not brochure, like catalog for universities and university courses and who, how you can apply and all that kind of stuff. So I picked one of them up and I just flicked through and I'm like, okay, what is something that I could do for three years and not get bored? Like I knew myself, I knew that if I didn't enjoy it, I would quit it. I just knew that. So I thought, no, I need to figure out what is something that actually appeals to me. So I started flicking through and I was thinking about, you know, what are the things that I actually enjoy? And I've always been drawn to history and sociology. I loved legal studies. I loved politics. I loved to debate. I was very passionate about learning about other cultures and getting to see the world. And I stumbled across international relations. So I was like, you know what? That's it. That's what I'm going to try and do. Filled out the application form sat an exam and there you go within I think it was within a few months of deciding that that was what I was going to do I was walking into my first uni class international relations 101 actually I don't know if it was 101 it was like 1001 but you know intro to IR and my life changed at that point I was now the first of the five kids to go to uni there you have it. That's my story. That's how I quit high school twice and still managed to go to uni and have a life. So for those of you that are not graduating as you planned this year, I know this may not be super relevant, like my story directly, but I hope that you can see that there are different avenues that you can take. And just because it's not falling in line the way that it should have, or that you thought it would have, there are going to be other options and other chances for you down the track. Doesn't stop it from being a super shitty situation right now. I'm sorry. Well, thank you so much for joining me uh, this week on my tale of quitting high school. I hope that you have an awesome week. Please feel free to share your opinions and stories and ideas with me at Quit Ship Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Big shout out to my hometown of Maryborough. I miss you. I love you. I would be there except I'm stuck here. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, have a great week and don't quit too much shit. Thank you.